0: Hooray!
1: With a minute to go! The great man produces a great moment for Arsenal at the expense of Manchester United. What a turnaround at the Emirates!
0: Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Purely Arsenal podcast, it's an international week, that ain't stopping us, we've got to talk about something other than international football to just keep ourselves motivated and positive, positive. and I've got Neil Shaw here with me to do it, how are you doing Neil?
2: I'm good thanks Jack, hopefully it will record this week, Let's, uh, with the magic going on in the background I'm sure we'll be fine, but I'm good, how are you doing, you alright?
0: Yeah, no. This is not only going to record; it's going to record so much. We're going to keep posting the new recordings, so it's constantly, <laughs> constantly posting, So there's no chance of it not recording. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Everyone's hearing every word that we're saying. Yeah, I'm good doing all right, man. mate. Still a bit annoyed about the recording last week, but we'll uh, we'll make an even better one this week. We'll make
2: amends. We'll make amends. Yeah, no yeah,
0: exactly. We we brought two more guests back with us. The regulars <laughs> got Michael Harris with me. How you doing, Michael?
3: I'm good, Jack. It's good to be back. How's everyone else?
0: Yeah, doing well, I'm doing well, everyone else, yeah, we're doing well, well, it's international break so we can't be that good, but we're doing doing all right. mate, can't wait for this week to, yeah, it's rubbish isn't it, but um, also got Mark Harrison with me, how you doing
1: Mark? I'm alright mate, I'm just lost in a world of uh, international boredom, you know, every time these things come along the more I dislike it, so, uh, and this this weekend's been no no different mate, how bad is watching England these days, but anyway, the quicker it's over the better.
0: Yeah, it would be nice if we had a country that was kind of like just easy on the eye, wouldn't it? Or, oh,
1: there oh, It just
0: it's gets painful. worse and worse. Don't help with the managers that they're uh, constantly employing to do the job, does it? It gets worse no, and worse, but no, totally, not totally. good. We'll, t- we'll touch on that at some point. We also got Sam Zuchi back. You're thinking is his debut, but he was on last week. He did a blind up, but we can't hear any of it. But this week you're going to hear everything. So how are we doing, Sam Reed, over in India? How are you doing, mate?
4: All good, Jack. Thank you for calling me back.
0: Yeah, no worries, mate. I felt terrible about it. I was it took me about forty eight hours to get over it. It was awful. It was like the four <laughs> 0 defeat to Liverpool all over again. It was horrible. Um, so we yeah, I mean, look uh, forward to hearing from you, mate. We'll, we'll keep it more of a general chat about Arsenal, but looking forward to hearing your your thoughts on it. So, um, but let's get started. Yeah. So we had a couple of weeks off, really. We, had, we but we've won all the games that we since we've been last on. So I don't know if that's a sign or something. Hopefully not. But um, but yeah, it's been good. We've beaten uh, West Brom. We've beaten Bate Borisov and we also beat um, Brighton most recently. Um, Michael, let's start with you, mate. Um, what are your thoughts overall on those games? Obviously, three wins, we, we can't really complain. Um, a lot of people would say we haven't set the world alight as such. Um, how do you feel we're looking right now after a relatively dodgy start to the season? Um, how do you feel we're looking right now?
3: Um, oh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the way we, where we actually were with the Liverpool performance, I think we, we couldn't do any worse than that. And, yeah, they, it's like the, we, we we tend to do it a lot. You know, we we get we recover, we get some wins, we get some wins with a couple of clean sheets, and um, I, I I still think there were times in the uh, Brighton game where we 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 definitely opened them up a, a bit. We did play some good stuff. Um, and obviously, you know, I think that it was. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm getting old because I can't remember. I think I, did Did Rakuzet get one in that game? Um, he got one against Brighton. He uh, no, got Brighton, both against yeah. West
0: Brom, didn't he? But Brighton was um yeah, yeah. On Monreal getting and old, um. The time
3: and I can't know. remember like a couple well, of weeks back now. I'm the
0: same, mate. No, it was Monreal and a yeah. it? Monreal and a
3: Yeah. So yeah. So we're we're looking we're looking like you know we're we're slowly formulating some sort of you know. Uh, rhythm back to the team, you know, and it's, it's it's interesting. Obviously, with someone something that we'll touch on, Özil um, being absent um, from the, from the lineup, so there's a bit more there's a bit more work, you know, work rate right there. People actually putting shifts in, but uh, but no, I mean, you know, if we, if we're if we're serious, we're expecting those results, aren't we? Really, we're not we're not really expecting to. to to drop any points or, or against those those teams, especially um, at home, you know the Bar A one was interesting because obviously that was a game that we had a lot of uh, a lot of youngsters in there. But um, we, we obviously with with the with the favourite of the pod, Jack uh, we're in there uh, pulling the strings. Um, that's giving us food for thought, has not it? In, in terms of what we're going to do going forward and what he's going to do going forward if he gets fit. But um, but I, I just think it's it's you know as you were really we're, we're getting the results which. Some people might say I paper over the cracks, and then it, it, you know, until we face someone really dangerous. Um, you know, whether that's, um, you know, we, we have to wait till November for that to come around when we play. or sorry, uh, yeah, November when we play City and Tottenham. Um, but by then we, we might have run up a, a bit of steam and had a bit of um, a bit more good results, and, and hopefully we go into those a bit more like we did the Chelsea one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did have a good performance there, Mark. What do you think? I mean, a lot of people will say. I was speaking to someone even just yesterday that said, "Well, really, other than the Liverpool game, we've we've not really had any, you know, major disappointments in terms of performance, or, or, or you know, we've had a couple of bad results there. But but performance-wise, it's been it's been pretty good." Um, Mark, what do, you, what do you feel? Do you feel obviously there's a bigger tests to come? But do you feel we've maybe I don't know turned a corner since that game, or, or is it hard to judge? I think
1: I think we've settled down. You know, that's what I'd say. I think we we you know we we do look a bit more like a team now. We look like we're a bit more at it. Um, I still have grave concerns over the over the form of the players that are in you know in doubt about leaving. Um, I'm not sure whether they're going to be a past January. Certainly, Ozil and Sanchez, um, Bellerin's a huge huge worry for me. I don't I don't see him putting it in. Um, So, you know, yeah, we've settled down and we've got a couple of results. It's nice to see that at least we've got a little bit of self-respect back and we're moving up the table, you know, and if you look at our fixtures coming up to November, you'd quite fancy us to, to, you know, to win them as well. So, you know, we could find ourselves going into November playing, playing City and Spurs, you know, in the top four quite easily. I would expect it, but the fact, but then, then, and as Mike says, then the acid test will be here because it's whether those players, you know, and they are key players. Let's face it, all three of them um, are going to really put it in. You know, that's that's the issue I have. I see Alexis running around still, but I don't see him at 100%. I see him about 75 Um, Ozil a big question mark for me. You know, is he, he kind of stopped? Hard to say sometimes and as for Bellerin, I think he's just going through the motions I don't think he's I don't think he's at it so you know with that with that kicking around the squad um you wonder how that's affecting other players that are that are you know up for it and um you know the, it's not it's not a settled happy squad is it let's face it you know we've been left in this situation and and but and we're, we're, I think this season we're just coping with, coping with it the best we can you know we'll be all right we'll we we'll, you know we'll 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 beat the, the sort of teams that we're beating um because we're better than them, um, you know the shining lights. I would say Lacazette is a shining light for us. I think he's he's everything we've wanted for a long time in terms of a centre forward. You know, a true striker plays in and around the you know the, the area, what gets his head down. Everything he seems to hit, is on target, and he and he, he looks a cracking finisher. You know, so he, he's been he's been a real sort of shining light to me. So, you know, I just I just I just concern myself. I just think we're we're in for we're in for more of the sort of same. I don't see us. To, you know, totally making the top four unless there's a real swing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that we, we've at least turned the corner and, and we're moving forward. But let's see when we when we get to play the play the big teams because the only test we've had so far was an absolute dismal failure um, by all concerned. So um, yeah, I'm sorry I can't be more positive than that. But but the fact of the matter is I have big issues with what's going on there. So um, that's where I sit, mate.
0: Yeah, no, I, f- I think it's fair enough. Um, Sam, anything you want to add on on what Mark said? Are you still concerned that maybe it is a little bit underwhelming and we've we've kind of seen it all before? And at some point, we'll you know we'll, we'll, we'll lose some of the big games like we usually do, and probably that Liverpool performance may happen two or three times this season again. Um, or is that, or do you think there's more to come from this side, Sam? Sam Reed, and we can really put in some sort of challenge this season and get back to a consistent football, which we haven't had for for a few years. A lot of people.
4: Uh, so I think uh, a couple of parts of that question. Do I think we'll challenge for for uh, league honours? Uh, no. Do I th- think we've got a strong enough squad to get back to top four? Yes, because as uh, most of you have mentioned that we've got a pretty decent run coming up before those two big games in, uh, in November against uh, City and, and uh, Spurs. Um, having said that, um, I think, I think, especially the big game that we've had against uh, Liverpool I mean there have been stark contrast between in both those games but turned over by Liverpool very very easily um, Chelsea was um, was more of what it reminded me of how we used to play against the big clubs we'd be fighting tooth and nail um, but um, I, I think I think we're steady now it's only once we face like the City that we've actually figured out where this team is moving um, we will beat the smaller clubs, uh, as as uh, Mark said, because we're better than them. But um, I just feel that there's a certain level of. Um, I mean, I'm not. I don't go into games thinking, you know, we'll turn these guys over, because there is that sense of um, whether we we might end up losing to a dodgy one nil. Refereeing decision, or we just some it'll go off someone's backside or something, but um, that element still exists. But so far, I'm, I'm glad that we're at least heading in the right direction. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I feel I feel we are, and we have certainly steadied the ship, like like Mark and you have said. But um, Neil, what do you think? I mean, your, your targets always to, to win everything, but we we talk we got to talk about the, the club's target. I mean, what is the target for this season? I feel like getting back into the top four is a is a a, a good target for the way we were last season and for all the uncertainties that Mark mentioned earlier. Um, but w- what about you, Neil? Where, where do you see it? Do you see it same same as before or do you, or, or do you feel like we're going to put in a better challenge? How do you feel?
2: Um, but yeah, being being me, I would always uh, want to aim for the top because that's, the, that's just my mindset. I, I don't want to... Uh, you know going to any game feeling that you know we're not going to going to win this or we're not going to get three points and and then that, and that's it and 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 feel that negativity but that's just that's just the way I I like to approach every game no matter what competition it's in for me i think the target is to just challenge um, each and every game just we just want the the players to have a a, a good mindset and to and to be willing to give everything they possibly can as an individual and as a team to the cause and for the canon and that's all I want to see. You know, that that for me is the goal. And if that then leads to getting back into top four, which which, you know, I know you guys are probably thinking that's probably more realistic than challenging for the title itself, but I still feel it's early doors. You know, I I, I said it I said it on the podcast that unfortunately didn't record but the games that we, we we started off badly and, you know, everyone was writing us off and saying it's a disaster and what's Wenger doing and all the rest of it. But you've got to remember we had three tough games or, you know, uh, that, that, that we, we dropped points against Liverpool away, but we got it out the way. We've got Stoke away out the way. We've got Chelsea away out the way. And, and you know, Chelsea was a great performance, I feel. Um, we did well there. So we've got, you know... Three potential games where we could always lose points and drop points right out the way at the beginning of the season, and, and now, you know, we're on level points with the current champions, um, and we're ahead of Liverpool. And I don't see the media calling on Liverpool and saying they're in a crisis. Mm. Um, we, we got we got absolutely hammered as soon as we'd lost that game to Liverpool. When Liverpool seem to lose, you know, then it's not their fault. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's too early in the season to start calling it, you know, saying it's all over for us and we can only hope for this. I think the best thing, for, as far as a player is concerned, and even a manager, you've got to aim for the top because if you aim for the top and then you may have a little bit of a slide here and there, then you can still maybe get that position that you were probably realistically going to get uh, at the end of the season. So say you aim for the number one spot, and you end up getting number three spot, but that might still be a better, better, an increase or, or a better performance than the previous season. So, I just feel, for me, I want the players uh, to, to believe and to give it their all and to challenge. That is the one thing that we've all been frustrated with, is them approaching a game, no matter what it is, whether it's home and away, whether it's in Europe or not in Europe, and it's in the UK, just to have that good mindset. And to give it their all. And, you know, we have seen examples of that uh, already this season. And, you know, we, at the Emirates, we've got 11 wins out of 11, you know, so that's 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 saying something. We're turning it into a bit of a fortress already this early on, um, going on the back of last season as well. So I, I, I feel hopeful, Jack, and that's the way I see it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I always like your optimism, mate, always like it, um, and I agree with you, especially on the, on the, certainly on the start of the season, you look at the starts that, the likes of Man You have had, and, and it's, um... You know, it's been very, very comfortable for them, and, and maybe it's a bit exaggerated in the way that they're doing at this point. So it's hard to judge. I think we've got to wait a little bit longer and see how, how the season develops. But, Michael, let's bring um, you back in. How do you feel about Weng Up? I always look to the times when we've done really well 2002, 2004, um, 98, obviously. Very settled on his first team 11, quite early. And you know had had two or three players that would come in immediately if if we got injuries, so we kind of settled on a fourteen, if you like. How do you how settled do you feel we are at this point um, in our first eleven? Um, I'm 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 my really I'm looking at my concerns are: is he in two minds in the way he wants to play with Urzu and Alexis? Is he in two minds in his centre midfield pairing, which has been big question marks over again this season um, and anywhere else? Um, where do you feel? How do you feel about the first eleven, Michael, and, and Wenger's feelings on it? Um,
3: it? It's interesting because when you look at um, um, some of the players that are in the team now, um, <clears throat> as Mark mentioned, Bellerin, you know, it's, it's gone on record that apparently he said he wanted to leave. Um, uh, Mustafi looked like he was he was out the door, which was a surprise. Um, and obviously you've got Ozil, uh, uh, who's not in the team at the moment, but Alexis is in the team, another who we We you know, we felt was out the door, so he's playing players obviously who are you know some players who who've had their heads turned a little bit, and so you but but he's he's sticking with them, he's playing them so it, it's interesting that some people seem to be going on the narrative that Urzil's on his way um some of the stuff that's been mentioned by Keon has sort of seemed like he's been he, he's sort of firing shots at him maybe purposely because of that, I don't know but it's interesting that he's still, you know, obviously he's sticking with these guys. Maybe that's his, his, that's his only option, that he can stick with these players. But um, in terms of, apart from Czech and uh, Monreal and, and Ramsey to, to a certain extent, the Lacazette, I think, uh, I know Jack has been sort of practically ever-present as well, but I, I, I can't see who else is, you know, who who, who else is nailed down a, a place in the side. Obviously, Koscioli was out the side at the start of the season because he was suspended, obviously, he's a captain, so he would come back in, but, um, it, it's it, it's a bit, it's almost like he's, sort of preparing a little bit, for the future, um, with the like, with, with running some of the youngsters as well, but, I, I, it's it's an interesting one, Joe. I, I, I don't know if, if, you know, obviously with certain players, out of the team, like Alexis, that will obviously change the style of play, one thing is that, we won't lose the ball as much, than, than when he plays, because that's one of the things that, yeah. fucking annoys everyone, when he does get the ball, but, You know, it's interesting. It's fascinating to see where we are, where we'll be in January, as Mark touched on, because I don't think a couple of those guys will be there. Um, If you can get one or two in who actually want to play for the shirt, um, and whether that's um, uh, someone like a, you know, I don't know, just throw it out there, someone like a Draxler or or Lamar or someone else, then it's going to be interesting to see how we kick on. But uh, a lot of it does depend on how we just keep things going ticking over we keep getting these results in and uh, as Neil rightly said it was a great shout you know we've got two um tough away games out the way you know so we've got to play Chelsea and um Liverpool again but we've got them got we've got they've got to come back here so um that that's an interesting um you know aspect of, of the you know second half of the season I think
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah it's it's, it's good to look at a big picture at times I, think, I agree with you there and Michael touched on, sorry, Mark. Michael touched on, um, sorry, Mark, um, Michael touched on the Keown comments about about Meza Özil, and I figured we we've got to talk about those a little bit because it did create um, a little bit of controversy, especially in a in a week with no club football. You're bound to have something come up about Özil and Alexis, and uh, Keown was kind of the one to bring it to us. Um, I've always felt Keown's talk quite well, spoken quite well, but he certainly sort of divided the fan base with what he said. Here, what were your thoughts, Mark, on, on what Keon said? He maybe have been speculating a lot on, on certain things, but overall what were your thoughts on what he said about Meza Ozil?
1: Well, I think I think those those thoughts have been around for a long time, haven't they? You know, I mean you know, people have doubted him. He's he's never been a, an absolute hundred percent cast iron favourite of everybody because he does he does sort of drift in and out so often and I think, you know, clearly clearly Keon Gets it, gets the inside track from in there, you know. um, And I think he's, he's sort of, you know, he's he's saying what a lot of people are, you know. And that's really, he's that. Well, he's basically doubting him, isn't he? He's basically calling into, into, you know, into question his his sort of integrity, really, in terms of what he's doing when he gets in the team, or or, you know. And so he's saying, well, he should he be brought back? Well, you know, it's a big problem. I I believe it's a big problem going forward. This is this is the reason for my sort of opening comments, really, in terms of the. That sentiment. Um, trying not to be too too negative because I think Neil, Neil makes some good points about you know trying to be positive and aiming for the top and stuff. And I th- and I think if if we had that squad revved up and, and firing, you know all of all twenty five of them, then I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be saying what I'm saying because we've got the talent in that squad to to, to achieve. Um, now now there is that sort of level of you know well I want to leave, I want to leave, you know, and or maybe want to leave. I just don't understand what long term for this season that playing Ozil, playing Bellerin, playing Sanchez almost sends sends to the other players that are committed to the side. You know, you look at someone like Giroud. You know, people like that that that, that, that have turned down the chance to go, even though they're not playing and they're 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 left on the sideline. I'm just not sure what that. What that creates in a in a in a squad environment, you know, when you when you know if you're sitting there and you're committed and you've signed, and you're seeing players, albeit they might be better than you, right, being picked ahead of you, I'm not sure that creates the right atmosphere. Um, I mean, the greatest the greatest example I can give you of that is the the fact that he picked oxlade Chamberlain at Liverpool three days before he signed for him. I f- I, I, f- I just found that the the, the Sort of almost gross mismanagement in lots of ways. Yeah. Um, how how you do that? I do not know. In my life, where well, you've got players that are committed to the Arsenal shirt and the Arsenal calls, and you put someone in the team at the ground they're going to go and play at for the next three years um, in three days' time. I just I, it doesn't even you know equate to me as, as a decision. It's basics. You know, I don't think anyone else in the league. Or in Europe would do it because he played like he had a Liverpool shirt on, and if you if you if you set that mentality in, into a squad, you know I'm sure if I'm Kashyani if I'm if I'm you know if I'm if I'm any of them players if I'm Zaka I'll be i be looking at you as you know going well has he really picked him because we all know he's fucking leaving on Thursday right I don't, I just don't get it I don't get and I don't think that breeds. Right, let's get out there and have it, boys. You know, yeah, and and, exactly. and, and, what, and what we saw was we saw possibly one of the worst performances under Fingers' twenty-year reign. I think it was that bad because they could have scored eight, and it still wouldn't have been enough for the way we played. So, so you know, it, it's, it's a problem for me. You know, it's a problem going forward. I just don't think. I almost I sit there over there these days, and I just think to myself, Do you know what? I'd rather not see him in the team. I'd rather pick players. I'd rather see Wobie in instead of Ozil. Jack Wilshire yeah. I'd have Jack Wilshire instead of Ozil all day long because unless you're committed to what you're doing unless you're part of this group unless you're part of something that wants to succeed then you can sit on the bench you can go you know I don't I don't I don't I don't understand it it just it doesn't breed the right mentality for me so therefore as far as I'm concerned none of them players should play it doesn't because it just doesn't do anything anything for me anymore so I, I say I've sat over there the own games this season and I've really quite resented the fact that they're, they're on the pitch I really have, you know. As far as I'm concerned, let go. That's how I can feel I, about it. Can I? Can I just add something to that,
2: Mark? That's all right. You can. Um, um, I, think, uh, I think. I think. I agree with you actually, pretty much on everything you said. Um, the only. The only. The only thing that I would say, uh, just given on the evidence of how he performed against Brighton in the second half, we can't doubt. Um, Sanchez was pretty awesome uh, against Brighton in the second half. He was. Pretty much running the whole show, so right. I think that's a dilemma for I think that you know that's a little bit of a dilemma for, for for Wenger because if he's if he's got that no matter what what his intentions are in three months time or at the end of the season or whatever it is, yeah. if you've got a player that can come in and pretty much do that and steal the show and and, and boss the whole game. Um, it's hard probably not to pick someone like that. was a different matter, I think. But certainly with, with Alexis, I agree with what you were saying about Bellerin as well. I'm not so sure. I just, have, I, I just feel that ever since he signed his contract, he's gone downhill. I don't know what it is with him. He's never been... I mean, when he first came on, he literally was... A storming player yeah. we 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 were worried that god is going to be he's going to be taken away by barcelona which may be part of the reason why he is he has uh, yeah, fallen definitely. down this um yeah this to this sort of spiral downwards downward mm. trend um and the Ox thing, yeah, I completely I, I don't think it was just about picking ox that day. I think that Wenger got everything wrong that day. I think there was a mismanagement on every single level where he put players and, 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 and where their positioning and, and, and all sorts. But I think if it's if just playing again Devil's Advocate, maybe he thought because you got to remember, Do you remember when Nasri played his last game for us? He actually mm. was pretty much man of the match. Maybe he thought, Oxley will give us one last performance. I mean, I know it's no excuse. But, again, really I'm hard. just trying to play play devil's advocate. and um, yeah, but, I but, but I I agree. it It is a worry. And I just wanted to just, just, just you know, yeah,
1: say kind of the points. I'll take on board that. I'll take on board totally that. But it's against Brighton in yeah. the second half when they're all tiring. You know, first half, he wasn't great. He we'll did just give the ball away. Second half, he, he turned it on a bit. But it's against Brighton. Let's see, let's see if, he, if you know... I've, in November against Spurs and City, whether he puts that amount of effort in when we go one down or something yeah agreed. I agree so I agree with that yeah. I, I'm, really not, I'm really not sure about, about his level of complete commitment of course yeah. I see him well he does he, he has that level of professionalism about him but I don't, I still don't see him 100% I don't see him that, he's not committed he wants to leave you know and he's, yeah. he's, he's clear about that So, but I'll take your point Neil totally
0: and as individual a player as Alexis is, I feel like he's ten percent beyond that now. Like he's he's yeah. more more for himself. You know, he's, he's holding the ball even more, and that's why we see him lose possession even more because he's holding it for too long. And he, he kind of goes against the whole. And, and Wenger's really got a, um, a a tough one here with how he handles it. And he's he's put himself in that bracket because he didn't sell him in the summer. And he's, he's, he, how should he handle it? I think he should handle it. Like you're saying, Mark, with a very tough, very sternly, and I don't think they should be really massively part of the team, and they should be used, you know, sparingly. I'd probably use them more in the cup competitions. But yeah, the fear right. for me, the fear for me is, and I'm sure for you, Mark, as well. And we we'll go to you, Sam, is um, is that they they are going to be, and I know you're a big fan of Mesut Ozil, Sam, and, and it's not really about that in terms of what what we're saying. It's more about the overall effect it will have on the team and the morale of the team. And Wenger is huge on that. He's not like Mourinho, doesn't care if they don't get along. He wants everyone to be very kind of connected on and off the field. And and I don't think it plays into that very well. I don't think it plays into it. And I think it's going to become more detrimental as the season goes on, especially if they're staying. Um, but what's your thoughts on it, Sam? Um.
4: So I, I think uh, I'm going to be go a little against the grain here. Um, while I understand everything to do with Team chemistry and having a positive working environment and all of I get that, but is there? I mean, they are probably the, are the only two players in the squad you could actually come under the world class category. So, you know, the fact that we want we're talking about being stoned with them or or Wengen needs to be stoned with them and display them in cup com- competitions. You're talking about a hundred million, you know, whatever absurd number. That both these players are worth together, um, and if you really wanted to be stern with them and teach them a lesson, or you know you haven't signed, you can stick stick on the board, stick around on the bench. Instead of doing that, he probably would have sold them in the summer. The fact that they're still here, um, and from what I mean, if you just go by training pictures, they seem happy and they're smiling or whatever. Maybe it's just because they know that they're heading out and they don't really they don't really care and they don't really have to give all that much. But again, I. I don't think we, we can, we can you know, take a call on whether or not they're going to give their all or not. I think they will. Um, Message had injury issues. Alexis has literally been, literally been playing every summer since he's come on. Um, he wasn't fit when the season started. Um, and I completely agree with what everyone's saying about, you know, them players uh, in, in the squad who are probably looking at them and saying you know what this guy's leaving why is he even getting to start when I've just signed a new contract or I had offers and I could have gone and I get that but is there anyone I mean if you look at the 24-25 man squad who would you pick ahead of Alexis and Ozil just purely in base of quality but you know what you I don't be, think, there's, there's certainly I'm players
0: sure there you know what there's, I, I, there's certainly players there though and I feel like I just feel like Wenger bought the wrong type of big player. I mean, there's no doubting that Alexis has been a success. I think there's more of a, you know, that it's more middle of the range with Ozil. If he left now, I don't know what, I think it'd be 50-50 down the middle whether people will say he'd been successful for an Arsenal football club or not. But I think what we've got is, we've, we've got players that, like Mark said, and I don't think we've got players that are technically anywhere near their level, or, you know, they haven't played at the heights that they have, but... Precisely. So, I mean, if
4: you if you just yeah, if you just go by quality, Jack, I mean, would you, who would you pick ahead of Alexis and Ozil? That saying that you know what these guys they're not giving it all. I'm just going to leave them out. But then you're you're bringing down the quality of your starting eleven. And who would you replace then with them? Well,
0: I mean, I, I personally, I, I'd lo- like I'd love to see a Wobi or Wilshire at ten and see how they look. Wilshire probably about a month away, maybe. And I and I like Danny Welbeck in, in on the left side position. I thought he had been doing very well there. He had been keeping. The, um, Alexis out there uh, in, you know resting there earlier in the season he's a completely different player Danny Welbeck obviously technically nowhere near the level of Alexis and he hasn't got the star yeah. quality but I think the effect yeah. that it has on the whole, whole eleven to know that we go away to a team like Chelsea or like Liverpool and know that everyone no matter how bad or well they play they're, they're not yeah. going to drop their heads they're not going to moan at each other they're, or if they are they're going to get straight back in and they're going to just give everything for the team and, it's, and it's, it's a team game at the end of the day and I think it's at, at this point I just don't see what we're benefiting from. I can only see it going one way if we constantly play Mesut Ozil and Alexis in the team. And I can only see it going the way that it, we start to look very, very split as a team. And we start to look very individual when we play in individual pockets of the game. Whereas I don't really feel... Our, I don't think our front three... Everyone wants Lacazette, Ozil, Alexis. And if I'm honest, I want anything but that. Because I just think I think it's going to be so individual... And it's gonna. Everyone's gonna be. Urso's gonna be doing his own thing. Alexis is gonna be doing his own thing. Because it's not. They're they're not at a stage now where they really care about you know connecting with the team and, 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 and I don't think the team's really behind them in, in terms of how they're playing. So I agree with you. I don't think we've got the, the level of talent to to necessarily come straight back straight in. And Wenger, Wenger knew that. Obviously he, he didn't sell him, but we didn't really make a. Str- I don't I don't think Wenger can justify. Dropping them players when he knows what they cost, when he knows what their weekly wage is. I don't think they, he will be able to justify dropping them. So I think the drops that we've seen. He can't. Earlier,
4: he he can't jack because if he if he if he wasn't ever going to start them and he if he ever thought about you know they're not going to sign, it might it might hurt the team's chances moving forward. He would have sold them, and now that he's not, he's as you're very rightly saying, he's. Put himself in a position where he has to play them, irrespective of how the team is playing. Who do you bring on board? Um, isn't that a bad? If, isn't that a bad? It is.
0: It is. I, I, it is. That's really bad. That's bad management. Yeah.
1: It's, an in, it's an indictment of poor management.
4: It's. it's yeah,
1: yeah it is. is. Right, because whatever he does, he can't win. You know, my 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 sort of um, response to that would be: What would I rather have in the team? Would I rather have uh, a seventy percent? Alexis or a 50% Ozil against a 100% Danny Welbeck. I'd have Danny Welbeck all day long. You know, because we're not getting we're not getting the full the full Sanchez and Ozil. We're not. We're not. Yeah. We're just not going to get that and it's just going to get worse as we go towards Christmas because they won't want to get injured before they leave. There's no doubt about that.
0: Do you really think I mean, they'll go in? In Jan? I, I'm just looking at think, in Jan and I'm looking yeah. at the clubs that are trying to buy him. And would they just wait another six months, Mark, and get
1: him on a yeah, free? Or they, you, they could well do, mate. They could well do, it. But we might be pushing one of them out the door. You know who knows? You know the fact of the matter is, it's such a you know the fact of the matter is who loses out of all this, right? It's us. That's who loses because the, it's been left and left. It's been totally mismanaged. This should have been done 18 months ago. They either stay or they go, and that's it for me. You know. And, 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 and oh you, you sell them you can't you can't you can't you just can't do this no,
0: and you've got to remember that everyone's saying oh, i 've had a few discussions with people on Twitter and they 're saying well he's kept them to to get us back in the top four, but but they didn 't get us in the top four last year and, and and they were playing most of the games and and there was no question marks over their future at this point last year, I mean maybe there was, but not not in the immediate future. We knew they were there with us and and as committed as they could be at, at that point in time, I guess so it's not going to be any better this year, surely. It's not going to be better. We haven't strengthened that much around them, really, for it to be any better this year. So, so no. why why not go back to Wenger's, Wenger's old way of really not having a star in the team? I mean, I I think I think I'm calling out for that at the moment. Just go back to no ego, no star, no moaning, no just just, just everyone everyone sort of playing playing for each other. Because I don't feel like I've seen that for a few years. And I'm not saying Alexis and Ozil were the only reason for it, but I'm just saying I think it's time to.
4: Start to move on. Really. So I have, a, I have a, I mean, sorry to interrupt, Jack, but um, I think, just going back to your previous point, I don't think either of them will move this uh, in, in January, primarily because who do you replace in a World Cup year? No one's going, going to want to um, risk uh, not starting, not coming to starting 11, especially if they're playing for their country and with the World Cup coming up in the summer.
0: What do I really not? think? What if they're not? Like like, like the likes of um, Draxler, who aren't really getting in the Germany team and aren't getting in the PSG team, you know? They, they, they might look for that change.
4: Do you know what I mean? They might, but... Yeah, I mean, but... Yeah, but Draxler still went to the last World Cup, didn't he? I mean, he still, he still got a winner's medal. So, the point is is that if you're looking at replacing a like-for-like, in Valby, those like-for-like players will be uh, starters for their team as well as their country. So, I, I just don't see that happening. Um, if it means... That they're going to take a hit uh, financially, maybe, but I don't think. At least, I again, this goes back to just bad management. Um, it should have been better taken care of in the summer, but it hasn't. And we're unfortunately going to be left with an immense, immense rebuilding job over the next two, three summers. That it's just going to be, I mean, it's going to be painful to sit through all of that again. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not sure we'll it.
1: spend much. Jack, let's be clear about this, right? We're, we're The only clowns in Europe that will be selling players like Ozil and Sanchez in January, even talking about it or letting them leave for nothing at the end of next season is us. No one in Europe, no one in the Premiership who considers themselves a big club would leave their best players to, to, to in this situation because whatever happens there, Arsenal are the losers. They've, they're going to leave, right? They're going to leave. They're definitely not going to stay. We know that. And now we're in a situation where we... Try and get a bit of money in January. Maybe if we don't, there's no way as, as Sam says, there's no way on earth we're going to get like for like for them players because no one is stupid enough to let to let themselves get in this situation. No one's putting up world class players in January, are they? Do you know what I mean? Because they're all signed on and done. You know it's absolutely outrageous that we're in this situation, even t- sitting here talking about this in a, in, a, in a supposed billion pound football club. It is mismanagement of the highest order. And then I read in the week, Ivan Gazidis gets a million-pound bonus. Don't even start me for, on that. For, for complete and <laughs> oh, utter dismal God. failure. So we drop out of the top four, right? Our best players, the whole squad's in disarray. The best players want to leave, right, because they can't see enough ambition in, in the place. And he gets a million quid as extra on top of what he's done. He earned it,
2: Mark. He earned it,
1: though. What, he yeah, well. It. What, he,
2: business? He, he, he profits, what business? It's re- revenue, You know, you know, uh, ratio is all positive. Oh, it's fantastic stuff because at the end of the day, we are a bloody financial institution rather than a football club,
4: right? I I,
2: I am sorry. I'm sorry. I know I had this rant with with a couple of guys on Twitter about this. I I understand. (laughs) I understand that first and foremost, we have to look at our financial stability, our financial solidity. I get it because without that, then we can't function. But at the end of the day, we are still a football club we 're not a business in, 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 in like the, like the big work, you know the, the, the conglomerates out there or, or the big blue chip companies where their primary focus is money we We are a football club, and we want to see players do well on a pitch that 's got to be up there in the top list of priorities even in even the first list of priorities once you 've stabilized your club from a financial point of view. You surely, like, well, you has, has always claimed that that's what he wants to do. You need to be investing in the actual pitch. You know, you've got to be investing in what's happening there rather than anything else and rather than lining your profits. Now, I, I took the view that, you know, people were telling me, well, it's not Gazidis' remit to, to, for, or responsibility for what happens on the pitch. That's utter nonsense as far as I'm concerned. If you're the CEO of any company, you, have a, you do have, you, it might not be a direct part of your remit, but surely if things are not going as well as you expect them to be, you have to step in or take some kind of responsibility for that because you oversee the company as a whole. And also, from, from it, the two are intertwined for me. If you're doing well on the pitch, that's going to bring in revenues. If you're doing that well, you might potentially attract star players. That then brings in shirt revenues and all sorts of sponsorship deals. So it, it, for me, it, the two are intertwined. And if we have, um, okay, we won the FA Cup, which is fantastic, you know, I would, there's not anyone more pleased than I was for doing that and getting the record. But at the end of the day, if you look at our league standing, we did worse, we got absolutely humiliated in the Champions League. Um, so as far as, as far as we're concerned, overall, we've, we've gone downhill. And why reward someone with the bonus? What message does that send? That sends a message that it's okay everyone we can we can we don't have to do as well as we did last season but we'll still get a pat on the back and a big fat bonus on top of it as well so
4: that, that I that's mean, why I, i'm really, I really mean, against all of that
2: yeah to your point on. i mean
4: you yeah, we've become uh not only financial i mean it's the pr spin that happens every summer 10 years ago gazidis told us oh we're going to be competing with the likes of bayern munich this summer before the window started it was supposed to be a catalyst for change what change have we seen over the past three months that would make fans like us go you know what okay they're actually moving in some direction that is in the in in there's going to be uh benefits for both fans and the club i don't think anything has happened this summer that is uh been in that direction. Plus, you're giving him a bonus for what? For what? For, 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 what? for fifth position? For not signing on your big players? We've got Jack, uh, I think we eight or nine players who are out of contact the following summer as well. I mean, where is I mean, just as, as Mark says, gross mismanagement of, of 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 how you've been running the club. And as far as um, um, Osmanov goes, and I mean, that is, I think you can spend hours on end just talking about the ownership issues at the club. I mean, it's 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 a farce completely.
0: Yeah, and then there's been rumours and of a takeover from Kroenke trying to take all Usmanov's Usmanov shares. And I, I don't know about you, but what I took from that really was Uzmanov Us- came out with a statement that spoke more sense than Kroenke has ever spoke since he's been at Arsenal Football Club. Um, I read the statement from Uzmanov, and it sounded like someone that was w- may well. Don't know, but may well take us in the right direction if he ever did get ownership of the club. Not going to happen, but but um, you know it's unfortunate. It's just not we, we we certainly can't let Cronky take over fully. I, I think that's not a, that's a, that's an awful thing for the club. It can only take us from bad to worse, really, because already with what he has now, he has he has far too much um, autonomy to, to do or not do what he, what he wants to do. So it's just you're right. We, in the summer there was no clear that's the point. There was no clear point of action there was no clear stand he made a clear stand at the start of the summer saying he wants no, these players aren't going anywhere and it all just crumbled apart Ops left Alexis almost left and he would have left if, if we could have got someone else in and there was no clear just de- definition of what we were trying to do in the summer again and, and, and we're left in this area of uncertainty which is just ridiculous but we'll leave the um the Ozil and, and, uh, and Alexis talk for another day I'm sure it'll be a weekly thing with us um, but we'll leave it for a little bit Michael let's bring you in um, thought, Mark touched on it earlier thoughts on Lac- Lacazette so far Mark says he feels he's the real deal and I, I do feel he's more, more quali- I had question marks over him and I think I've been quietly impressed by him um, what more do we have to come from him I think there is more to come from him but how, how do you feel about him
3: yeah I think um, okay, what Mark says I think he is the real deal you know the guy he's so composed in the box so, so relaxed um in the box you know he, he doesn't panic i mean i know he missed the chance uh against chelsea when when Ramsey had that that amazing run but uh but no he he's he's a real deal i just I just like the the look of him um he was getting battered uh a bit against uh, brighton and uh, west brom and uh he was and he, he's made a comment i think afterwards he said he, he thinks it's a bit it's a bit dangerous the way the referees uh let things go but he said he looks around and everyone just sort of shrugs and gets on with it. So, like, he's got to learn to do the same. But, uh, but no, he, he, he looks like he can handle himself as well. Um, there's a lot more to his game than, than, than what we thought. I mean, it just goes to show when you watch those YouTube uh, uh, clips, you, you see the goals, but you don't see, obviously, the other stuff he can do. And uh, he can link up the play uh, uh, really well. I just hope that he can start finishing some games. You know, Wenger actually leaves him on for a couple of 90 minutes just so he can... Uh, get a few more goals because he keeps on pulling him, doesn't he? After 70 minutes, yeah. he seems to be getting the uh, getting the hook, which is a, which is a bit worrying for uh, disappointing for him. And you know, I know he he bagged uh, he bagged two against West Brom, didn't he? So um, it would have been nice for him to you know get get his hat trick. But uh, yeah, I, I think in terms of new signings and settling down and everything, I don't think he's done anything wrong at all, Jack. I think he's been fine. You know, he's he's banging he's, he's the goals already. Uh, it looks like he's Got um, a good relationship with a few of the players already uh, in the team, um, and obviously the fans have taken to him really well. So um, yeah, a long may continue, but uh, just needing to to get a few more minutes under his belt. So I think uh, someone like that, you've got to keep him on, haven't you? You, you a, a finisher like that, you know, taking him off, and I know you're taking him off sometimes with the games won, but you, you just want to run up a few more goals. It's just going to give everyone confidence. Him. Um, the players around him and, and the fans, importantly, you know, if we, if we can get a few more goals in and put a few few teams to bed, you know, properly, rather than just a, 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 a one goal one goal win or two goals, you just want to get as many as you can. But uh, no, I'm I'm absolutely delighted with him, what he's doing at the moment.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that one because there's no real worry about his legs or anything like that. You know, we're not playing him in midweek. You worry again that it's maybe about keeping those. Those stay at home. Those players that have been there, seniority. You know the Girouds of the world, the Fios of the world, keeping those slightly happy. You do worry about that because you know Arsene Wenger can kind of play into that, and he's always trying to keep people happy at times. And 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 maybe he's not handling things as sternly as he as he should do. But I think you're right. We'll see a lot more goals from him if he kept him on for the last 20 minutes. And you see. Yeah, um,
3: but- yeah. I was going to say, didn't didn't Mourinho come out and say that he was uh, he wasn't strong and he didn't he doesn't do any work or his work rate isn't that good? I mean, what a load of bollocks! He's, he's talk about talking, you know, out of his ass because what we've seen has been the complete opposite of that. He he does look strong on the ball and he does put a shift in. He does, he does he does the work for the team. So just goes to show what people you know when we do make a good signing, people it's not it's not only the press that make a want to make a snide comment about what we do. It's it's the actual opposition uh, managers you know especially him so um, you know I'm sure you know he. he I'm, I'm looking forward to when we play United and hopefully Zet like has got a few in his locker for that one to, to shut him up
0: for once and for all. Fingers crossed yeah flipping eight man United you know, I can't wait for them to come up against a proper challenge hopefully it'll be us uh, never, They've played absolutely no one. one. That's the point Mourinho. He can arrange the fixture list after a couple of years. He can get his little jibes in um, and arrange the fixture list, start talking to the FA, and he'll start doing all these little injections on players like he does. (laughs) And fucking, he'll keep, you know, like John Terry. (laughs) John Terry was 48 years old under Mourinho, played every game twice a week. Um, no, No one questioned it. Mourinho left. He ended up being like a cripple was unbelievable. <laughs> honestly, I'm telling you that guy does something fishy because you get you watch Pogba, he got hamstring injury last week, he'll be back the next game. If that was Ramsey, he'd be out till February. It's unbelievable yeah. watching. Honestly, there's something fishy that goes on. After a few years he settles in, he gets all his people in the right position. And he's really annoying. I hope it falls apart for him, but he looks like he's got um he's got that's one thing you can say about him. He does have a clear kind of um sort of format for for when he's in the summer, doesn't he? He gets his job done but it's easier when you've got all that money to spend I guess but um, but yeah no, I agree with you on Lacazette I think he looks um, it looks like a, fire, a, a great signing maybe everything we we've, we've been looking for but let's touch on the um, Mark, the, the English players I think I spoke to you, you boys a little bit about it offline but well you know we've lost the likes of Ox we've lost the light of Gibbs and, and Jenkins Jenkinson, a lot of people would say people that never really fulfilled their potential at the mm. club as, a, as footballers and now um, we're starting to see we are seeing English players still you know it, it amongst the squad you know Rob Holding um, Wilshere's coming back again you know hopefully um, uh, Danny Welbeck uh, uh, we're all really big fans of and, and you know we've also got um, um, Rhys Nelson who, who's maybe a little bit far away but obviously got a got the potential there how do you feel about yeah. the new crop of English youngsters obviously the, you know I felt like the last ones kind of underwhelming a little bit really and didn't really fulfil their potential or that, that Wenger were putting them you know putting them on their long term contracts what do you sure. think about this new crop that might be coming through and coming into the first eleven? I think
1: it's hopeful, yeah. I mean, it, I don't think we've seen enough of them to to really judge. Uh, obviously, you know, there's there's a few that that stand out, um, but you know, they they all seem to sort of come in and and never really cut it, do they? You know, that's that's my issue with it. You know, I think it's Maitland-Niles. Oh, he's English, is he, is he? I think he's yes, in, is he English. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he looks a good prospect as well. You know, so hopefully a couple of them will, you know, will will make it. You know, I think I think. I, I just, I'm just not sure how much football they'll get, you know, and whether they'll really, really break through. That, that's my issue because I just, I just, as you quite rightly point out, you, you look at the last sort of two or three seasons with with players coming in, um, apart from Iwobi, who's obviously, you know, playing for Nigeria, uh, and well done to him last night for getting the goal that qualified him. Um, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it was a great moment for him. Uh, you know, I just I'm not sure. I mean, I think you know it, it, it remains to be seen. I think Nelson obviously looks the best, the best of the crop, doesn't he? You know, you'd hope to see him a bit more. I'd like to see him, you know, in the Premiership. This is the thing: is Ami going to get a game in the league? You know, the cups a nice place to blood him and all that. Don't get me wrong. And obviously we've got the, the Thursday night, you know, uh, Thursday night cup uh, to, to 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 give him extra football, which you know they they done quite well in in the first few games. So, you know, I'm quite hopeful, I have to say, but I just, I just, I'm just not sure I see, apart from apart from Nelson, I'm not sure I see, you know, someone who's going to just come in and be a, be, a, be a player in the league. I'm not sure it happens anymore, Jack, to be honest with you, unless you're a sort of, uh, you know, unless you're a Bellerin, unless you're an English Bellerin, uh, you know, that, that comes in and makes such an impact that's so good at, at an age, and you can't you can't but not play him. That's, that's the only way I see any young player getting into getting into into you know teams now you know you've got to be Marcus Rashford Do you know what i mean look how good rashford is and it's even taken him lot, quite a long time to break through at united i think he has done now but you know you've got to be literally in the top 0.001 of 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 english players to get a game in the premiership now because obviously you know everyone everyone goes and looks outside the premiership to sign you know if, the foreign players in, in this country you know you 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 have to say are better value you know they're better value for money um they seem they seem to be more professional they seem to have their heads screwed on um you know they seem to live properly they seem to they seem to you know be and, and you can pick up players that are far cheaper than anyone that's got a, the slightest sort of link to, to to England or britain in 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 their DNA. they seem to go up ten fifteen million and 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 i think as we've seen. If you watch the current load of shit on on, on telly now, um, they are all overrated and over overpriced players because none of them, apart from probably Kane, is worth what they what they what you know what, what's muted around. You know, people like Jordan Henderson, people like that. Just do me a favour, just do me a favour. So no, you know, I hope I hope that one or two of ours put their heads above the pulpit. I do. The good thing is ours, and hopefully we'll give them a chance. But I would like to see them in the league. You know. I'd like to see him in the league rather than against just first division opposition, you know, or championship opposition. Put him, put him against the best. But it all comes down to every game's the last game there, isn't it, you know? Yeah. Wenger, gets, Wenger gets his head ripped off. If he, you know, well, there was a time when you could play a young player and he would be given time and, and so would the manager for doing that. But now, you know, every, every game's the last game for, for, for Wenger, for everybody. The media are just waiting there with their pens, you know, to slaughter everyone. It, social media are waiting with their keyboards to slaughter everyone. It's a different, it's a different landscape now for, for young players, I think. You know, look at the Chelsea crop they, they had. You know, they, they, they won the FA Youth Cup two or three years on the spin. Some of the best English talent, you know, going. And they all never get a game. They all just get put out on loan. You know, they end up at Palace, they end up, they end up there. It's, it, you know, it's not good for the national game. That we're not get, that getting these players into the Premiership, so I hope to God that we do because I'm a great advocate of it. I'd love to see just a few players come out from out, you know, from our academy and and make it. That that would nothing will please me more. So uh, fingers crossed. Let's hope Nelson's the real deal, mate. He looks it anyway.
0: Yeah, and we do need yeah, we need someone down. Well, whether he plays right side or not, he seems like more attacking player. But hopefully we're moving on from that last yep. group of English English youngsters and, and starting to. To come into this group, like you said, there's still a lot to prove. But, um, Neil, what's your thoughts on it? Um, Jack Wilshere, when I spoke about Jack Wilshere last night, I think I saw an interview on B in Sports with, with Wenger, and he, he, kind of, he kind of summed up how huge a moment it is for him. You know, he's, he's been out for two or three years from the top level, didn't set the world alight at Bournemouth, all the injuries. It's a World Cup year. Um, playing for Arsenal, again, it's his last year of his contract. He said from now until December is absolutely crucial. He really laid it out. You know, he laid it out. Of Jack Wilshere's watching that, I'm worried Jack Wilshere's shaking in his boots, kind of thing. But hopefully not. But it is a huge moment, isn't it, Neil, for for, for Jack Wilshere, kind of a forgotten man, if you like, um, not from us, of course. But how do you feel about it?
2: I, I don't think he's the kind of player that would be shaking his boots. I th- boots. I think he's the kind of person uh, mentality wise that he, you know, he he'd wants the challenge, and he would probably, pl- in in a way be pleased that Wenger has, has, has put that on him because I don't know, I just I, I see him as a bit of a warrior, a bit of a battler. I just fear that, you know, if he can sorry, not fear, I feel that if he can stay clear of injuries, he's probably one of the one of the answers that we, we, we're looking for in our team. Um I, I really do believe that. Um I, I I you were talking about the current English crop now that we've got coming through against, you know, the the, the old guard. Um I've, I've, I've got a lot of high hopes. If, we, if, you, cause if, you, if you take, if you include Jack Wilshere in that crop, you've, you've got him. Who, if, if he stays injury free, I mean, we saw what he did um, in, 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 in those two games that he played, um, with, with, with the fact that he can actually run through defenses, be very strong, and can put lovely weighted passes through, and, and then charge through. And, and, and you know, he's, he's got all of that there. He's, he can link up with players really well. He's done it with Giroud in the past. Um, you've got Nelson, who I Agree completely with Mark. I I want to see him playing the Premiership. I don't care if he's seventeen. I think he's ready. I I personally think he's ready because when he comes on, he looks the real deal. And and he he needs to get starts. And as you said, Jack, I think his natural position is definitely far far further up the pitch. But he he's the kind of player that will probably will be happy to play where he is for the moment and still do an, a, a, do a good job. Um, you've got holding. Yeah, I mean he's had a couple of. A couple of uh, uh, games where he's not not been at his best, but could that be down to um, the, the, the opposition that they've, they've they've put him against, or could that be down to his partners that he's been partnered with? Um, I think, uh, as a whole, holding is is also a great post prospect. You know, I think we've got got it got got a good crop there. Welbeck, of course, you know, you've, you've got we've got them, um, and with with Jack, I just feel that he if he can stay fit. I th- he, he could be the answer we're looking for in that midfield. Um, he can give us so much more. You know, if he partners with someone like Jacker, you know, Jacker can stay, you know, uh, back uh, and, and try and protect the te- protect the defence. And Jack can go forward. You know, if you've got Ramsey potentially, if we do lose Ozil, you've got Ramsey that could potentially go in that position. If it's not going to be Uobi. you know, we, we've we've got those options. Um, I'm not. I, I, it is a worry about you know, the, what, what's happening with these players, and, and, the, and the contracts have not been uh, signed or signed and sealed, and/or we didn't get rid of them in the summer. But at the end of the day, we have to go with what we've got now, and I think we have got options if, if the worst-case scenario happens with the players like uh, Alexis and Ozil. Um, and, and, I, and I really have high hopes for Jack. I, th- I was just a bit disgruntled he didn't get any time against Brighton. I think he should have come on. Um, he shouldn't. He should have come on definitely in place of El Nene. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and destroy El Nene because I think El is not a bad player, but he's not got what certainly got nothing near to what Jack's got. Um, Jack's got raw talent. He's got skill. He can be enterprising. He can be creative. Um, El Nenny just just does the simple things, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but I I just feel that I don't know why uh, El Nenny came on instead of Jack. I think Jack needed to have some time. And like you said um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jack, you, you said that you know he should have had some time because he was he had a good run, um, and then now we've got had the two week break, and it would have been nice for him to got a little bit of premiership uh, at game time under his belt just before the break. Um, but he, he I, I really do feel that he could be uh, a, a, a key key to unlock a lot of our doors, which you know we always find uh, a locked for us at the moment. So uh, I'm I'm very positive. For for him and hopeful for for Jack Wilshire, certainly,
0: yeah. When I spoke about how if you can't play ten games on the trot, you're you're, you're really nothing in the, in this game anymore. And you can kind of see that with Jack Wilshire. He's like he needs ten games on the trot, and he also said he needs to find that five yards of that five yard burst that he has that's, that that he drives with so well. He he needs to regain that and you could see that against barto Borosov probably for the first time when he created Theo's goal and he did it a few other times didn't he he went beyond the ball and we don't really have anyone from central midfield that does that really I don't feel like Ramsey very much sort of running all about the place and that last man coming in to the box but Wilshire really drives us forward you know and I just don't feel like I don't feel yeah. like we have
2: that player. We don't.
0: So, not apart from Jones. He chat, is yeah. that player, but he obviously Wenger's. He's he's sort of outlining, you know, the key parts of it. You know, he's right. You know, he looks like he needs that ten games, and the hope is that he gets it up from now until Christmas, and that's where the, the likes of the Europa League might be. A huge blessing for us to to have. I think it is. Have, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So uh, I, I
2: think you're right. I think Ramsey Ramsey has got something else. He's, he's different to Jack. And I thought that, and that's where we go back years and years ago, where we managed to, to get Ramsey um, under the belt of Ferguson, who, who who was a big fan of Ramsey and wanted him uh, desperately. We managed to seal that deal, and, I, and and at that time, I think we all felt that we're going to build a team around Jack Wilsch and Ramsey because they're both very talented, very different players as well, uh, and and and, and, and Build a team around them too uh, from, from from the midfield. And, and I think Jack, what Ramsey can't do is, is what Jack can do, is what you said. I mean, he can unlock, I think he can unlock stubborn defences. You're always going to get those teams that want to defend against stuff, certainly at the Emirates, um, and put every man behind the ball. And I think Jack, I mean, and we always, I think we often struggle with that. And I think he's the kind of player that can unlock those defences because of the way he just charges through. But he, can, he, doesn't, he doesn't just charge through undisciplined. He, he does it with a purpose. Um, and, and I just hope to God, please, just, just for one season, remain fit for that whole season. Because I think we will see something even more from Jack that we haven't even seen before uh, to date. So, yeah, injury, yeah. please, stay away yeah
0: fingers crossed let's do some fans questions Sam um, will we ever see Alexis Ozil and Lacazette play together at Moby 3 I think I asked you this one last week before we all got cut off um, surely it's going to happen Sam um, is it? Is it something you're looking forward to seeing
4: I am looking forward to seeing it I just um, I just don't think it'll happen uh, primarily because you have um, out of those three Ozil doesn't track back as much as we'd like him to uh, plus it's probably going to um, just upset the balance a little bit because if you're looking at performances like uh, like the ones that you saw at Chelsea where everyone's organizing, everyone's, we have 10 men behind the ball, we're all defending as a team. Um, I think that is the fear in um, Arsene's head at this point, that that might not happen. Uh, it probably will happen against um, a mid-table team that we'd, he'd probably like to try it out against, but not against the, the bigger uh, teams.
0: Mm, I still I think that the jury's out on that one because I feel like when we played against Chelsea, there was a reason for him dropping um, Alexis and um, and and at times there's been reasons like injury wise or fitness issues. I don't think I've really felt like I've seen a true drop of Alexis and Özil this season. Yeah, I felt like Özil, you know, he had the injury issues and Alexis coming back from a lot of games and a lot of play coming back late from the summer. So I'm not, I, I feel like that. The kind of like the acid test if you like is still to come like that next big away game if Alexis and Ozil are fit I want to see how he lines up and oh, I, th- I I still think he's going to go with Alexis and Ozil but I hope he kind of maybe drops one of them just to sort of put a team first but I'm not sure I'm not sure we, we, we time will tell but um, Michael would you reckon um we've already touched on this a little bit Anthony Palm says are we ready for life after Ozil he's a good guy Anthony he said um Clearly, we can cope. We can win without him, despite him being top quality. Do you think, like, even if we didn't replace Özil, let's say we lost him in January, Michael, we could, we could replace him um, anyway. And who would you replace him with? Ramsey in the ten, or Wobey or Wilshere? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I
3: think as, as uh, Neil touched on, I think uh, I think we've all sort of had a go at Ramsey in the past. Um, but I think if there's any position that he we can get the best out of him, and and he's he's been at his best when he's been playing for Wales in that sort of position. So I think that's where he, where we, where he would you know excel uh, as such, and wouldn't have to worry with on the defensive side as much because he'll have two other midfielders behind him. Um, but yeah, you know, Vengo says he likes his internal options, doesn't he? He likes uh, uh, getting people inside to to resolve things. So. Uh, it's just interesting again. Just touching on Keone, um, how he's come out again. I think he made a comment about Nelson and how you know Wenger R- sees him and how he's going to use him going forward. And it's almost like you know, things, people are setting things up, you know, for life after Özil and, and 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 to a certain extent Alexis. So it's trying to tell people, hey, you know what? It's not it's not going to be so bad, you know. It's going to be quite exciting. So um, I, I, I'm, you know, no one's bigger than the club, you know. We we all know that, so. Uh, when the time comes, you know, you know. Thanks for for, for what you've done, but I think I think uh, the club's definitely got more focus on the youth side. You know, Iwobi was was the flag bearer, definitely. either way he came through uh, last season, uh, and you have got obviously Joe Willock looks looks very very uh, accomplished uh, uh, as well. You know, he looks very 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 skinny, very very slight, but um, he, he I like his mobility, um, making miles as well. So I mean, they all look like they've got the uh, what's the word i think they they all look like they've got the the the, the composure and the confidence and they don't and, and at, right now it seems like uh the cannon is heavy you know we we've we've said that in the past has not it it doesn't look like it's, it it they, they look like they're actually embracing the challenge and, and playing for us so I, i'm i'm looking forward to it um, to be honest jack i think it might be a bit of a, a dodgy maybe cut with a couple of Months, you know, when people jump down the throats of players like Mark and Sam have said, you know, people don't come in and pull up trees straight away and put in ten out of ten performances, then people will have a go at them and want to, you know, slate them on Twitter and have a go at them and and shit like that. But um, I'm thinking that, you know, if they all get some reasonable decent minutes, and especially in the Premier League, I think, um, I think, I think the 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 future and it's going to be pretty exciting because they're all talented, they're all Got a little bit of uh, 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 technically ability about them, and they and, and they look like they're all going to be, you know, competitive as well. They're all going to want to fight for the shirt. So that's exactly what, what we all want to see, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Um, I think we we're ready for that change. I think um, it's. it's, it's I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it, like you are a little bit. It kind of feels weird, but but you, you do. You naturally when you see a player. There's still people that think Ozil might sign, which I find quite shocking but um, I still see a lot of people saying, well, you know, you know, you never know who's going to sign, but I'm like, I think it would have happened by now, you know, if, if those big players were going to sign, I think the summer was the, yeah. was kind of the last, last chance saloon for that, so, I
2: don't and think like, it's, it, it,
3: so. it's And it's funny, there seems to be something being played out, because Ozil's come out with, his stuff on social media, with, you know, the tour around his house, and stuff like that, then he's, done his shots sort of in the gym, working yeah, out. every day, isn't he? In
0: the ready, gym, yeah.
3: So there's something going on where he's sort of putting something across, saying, oh, you know, I'm ready. And then you've got Keon coming out with his bits and pieces. And then, you know, so there's something, you know, going on uh, behind the scenes in terms of how the actual land lies, actually lies. And uh, I guess we'll find out once the window's open and see what, see what happens, I guess.
0: Yeah, Keon obviously didn't take uh, Ozil's long statement on Instagram very seriously about Pro players no. talking about him, did they? He read that and he went, "Yeah, I'm going to do it again, buddy." Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like he was jumping into royale after the penalty. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, good on him. Your on, Keogh. No, I'm a big fan of Mike no, I like him. So, um, Mark, Mark, um, what happened to Bucci? Oh gosh. And would you say Hector needs uh, competition? Down. We spoke about this just before the podcast started as well. Um, it's concerning, isn't it? There's not really anyone else. Neil's talks highly about Reese Nelson, but. The thoughts would be that Wenger wouldn't think he's he's ready as yet, so no competition for Hector Bellerin, and we're already concerned about his commitment to the club.
1: Mm, no, none, none at all. Um, I think the, the the easy part of that question is to uh, answer whatever happened to Matthew Debuchy. Uh, I think you know he's been he was unlucky first of all when he came in. I'm gonna you know because he, he came in and he was he was sort of like you know he had a good he he'd been playing well. At Newcastle and uh, you know, he was a decent signing at the time if you remember, but he had a couple of really unlucky injuries. One I remember he just went he just fell on the touchline badly, didn't he? Dust done his collarbone, I think it was. I can't remember, but he was just yeah. unlucky. Um but you have to say, since then, I mean his level of interest and uh, general sort of, you know, effort has been less than zero, and it I mean the only time he's ever he's ever come in you just think, Well, what whatever happened to him really? um so yeah you know someone who, who's who been on sort of 70 80 grand a week got a nice contract and uh just said fine i'll just you know i'll just see it out it's not even got close has he so you know there you go that that that's it that was him for me uh i think again someone like him who who was a decent player could have done a lot more uh but he just seems to be happy to 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 while he's you know earn his money um a few of them about now, um, and yeah. But yeah. As far as Hector, I'm just, I'm just, I'm gutted. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely gutted that that he's, you know, he's. he's I'm, I'm also quite infuriated with him as well because you know he, he was elevated from from you know a kid, you know, albeit he played ever so well. But you know this is where Venga, you have to give finger credit. You know for for, for give, giving someone like him a real chance, came in, sorry enough, did enough to get another go, did enough to get another go, and then suddenly. Just blossomed into this real sort of cracking right back, you know. It looked beyond his years, super quick, had everything about him, you know. Fantastic in the tackle. Um, so Arsenal, you know, do do what Arsenal, you know, should do in that situation because they get slaughtered if they didn't. So this time Wenger says, right, well what we we'll do is we'll give you 100 grand a week, right, and we'll give you you sign for six years. So which he nods and says, great, right, and then six months later, a bloke wants to go to Barcelona. Grows his hair long and starts playing like a twat. It's unbelievable. <laughs> no, it's, un- it's unbelievable. You know, it's, it, it's, it, it's written all over his face when he comes on. He's more interested in his fucking third ponytail than how he plays now. It's, it's outrageous, honestly. He's, you could tell by the way he springs off his feet when he goes for the ball now. You know, before that, he had that, he had that real sort of, you know, push about him all the time. It's, and that's what I'm talking about, that extra 20%. With people like Sanchez and people like Ozil, that's the bit that matters in big games. You know, you'll get away with it against Brighton, you'll still look alright, you'll still be fine. But when you need that last 20%, which makes you that, that player that you are, makes you a great player, and it's missing, it's noticeable. And I think Bellerin, to me, I watched him against Brighton, you know, down on the second half on my side, and he's just going through the motions, mate. Make no mistake, honestly. He's, he is going through emotions. A couple of times there, he's just caught on his heels. That's just because he's not sharp. He's not at it. He doesn't even but look think, as quick. You know, he's, 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 he doesn't look even as quick as he was. He's some. He's definitely, definitely. His mindset isn't right. And I
3: like, think. You know,
1: um, it's, it's sorry,
3: dreadful. Mark. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mark. I just wanted to jump in there just um, about that because we've we've kind of seen that before, haven't we? Um, that, yeah. It happened with um, it happened with Fabregas because if you remember, Fabregas was you know obviously his captain and he did what he did. Um, And it wasn't until he started getting called up to the Spanish squad. Now, when he got into the Spanish squad, um, basically what those guys do, if you don't play for Barcelona, if you don't play for Real Madrid, you get tapped up, basically. And I think the same thing's happened with Bellerin. He's gone there. They've seen, oh, Jesus, you're the real deal. You're you're pretty good. So, you know, you can imagine it. They're there on the training ground. You know, he's talking to all the Barcelona players. and talking to the Real Madrid players. And they're talking and talking and talking to this guy. And basically, they've they've tapped him up. They said, "Look, you yeah, will come back home and stuff like that." And he's got into it. And obviously, pre-season, he's gone to Rengo. Look, I want to go Barcelona. So, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: it, it, we've we've seen it before. And I think you know, you, if you look at when Fabregas started to fall out of love with the pace a little bit, it happened when he started getting in the Spanish squad. And the same things happened with Bellerin. So it's just history repeating. But. Basically, if you don't play for Barcelona or Madrid, and, you're, and you're, you're Spanish and you're in that squad, and they think there's anything about you, you're getting tapped up, you're getting talked to all, all the time that you're there on that international duty. And of course, when you come back come back to your, your club, you're going to be thinking, "Oh, I could be playing in 30 degrees, um, you know, in, in Barcelona." Or, you know, do you know what I mean? So I think that's what's got in his head. And I've,
1: I I'll agree I, I agree this, yeah. and, and I, I totally agree mate right and also accompanying a that right and I'm sorry to speak on a bag because I've done it since the start of the pod accompanying that he sees the big players in the squad wanting to leave right yeah. and that is that is something that is going to affect his decision as well because if he sees the best players going well, to stay here for is there we're off ain't, you know, yeah. ain't gonna win, we ain't going to win it here are we he will ta- he will make that decision even easier won't he because he's had Barca in his ear for, for a week Right, he goes. He sees them skulking around the place. Right, going through the motions. So what is he going to do as a young player? He's going to he's going to have his head turned. That it's now going to be really turned. It's going to come off the side of his neck because he's now saying, well, if they're not if they're not up for it, then nor am I. Because he now thinks himself as one of the you know getting into that sort of stratosphere of player. So again, it has a negative effect on the whole damn place. And that is a problem. So, you know, my answer is, Jack, to the question is that it is a big problem. I don't think we're going to keep Hector Beller in past next summer. That's what no. I would say. Or what we'll have is we'll have the big hoo-ha again, like we do every time, where he wants to go, we're trying to eat, a finger says he's not going. You know, it's all wrong, isn't it? The place yeah. is wrong. It's not set up correctly. You know, so, oh, I don't know. Just yeah. get, I'm getting the update now
0: frustrating it's frustrating I agree I can't see him staying beyond next I think next summer's probably going to be the, the the big one where he probably probably moves on and uh, kicks up a big fuss it. yeah yeah Yes, yes, it's frustrating because you, you just feel like he is like he's not really reached the level to even be at Barcelona yet. But all the right. talk of it and everything has got to him. But I'm like, well, you've not really reached that level. You've not really had a, a great season for us yet, or a couple right. of seasons. And it's like players are just you know putting a couple of good performances and 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 and, and they're, they're off the first chance they get. And it's like bro, for, for crying out loud, it's just unbelievable. Now people just it's, it's, it don't have to achieve. Anything really, and they'll just nah. you know they'll show some potential and boom they'll 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 want away and it's, well, a, right. it's frustrating yeah it's frustrating it used to be years like even Henri you know you saw him sulking maybe in his last year but he'd done it for four or five years you know like but so like, pro- properly done it now it's just the time frame shorter and shorter and it's mm. it's not on it's not on we're seeing players oh. that haven't achieved anything for the club and they're nope. and they're wanting away it's like
4: no, what are you wanting away
0: for you're not achieved anything yet it's unbelievable yeah, yeah God, but just believing in their own hype. Um, yeah, frustrating. Um, Neil, do, Eddie ones I'll leave this at the last one. A few other questions, I'll just quickly thank the guys Um, at uh, Cla- Klabeck asked about plan breaks for the season and, and I think we all agree with that, that, that Wenger does put in plan breaks for the season. You might find that this is one for Ozil, although it does seem a bit uh, early for him to put a break in for Ozil. Um, also got questions from Jared Johnson about Mesut Ozil now being a squad player for us, but, but I feel like we've touched on Meza Ezo enough for this podcast. Um, but what's your best midfield option, uh, Neil? At Moansaholic asks best midfield combination if everyone's fit. Um, what two do you pick in there? Because it is you, a question mark.
2: Do you include Santi C- Cazola in that fit? fit what, squad. Well, let's say no because I
0: guess he's not even back Is he? Yeah. At, okay. the, uh,
2: so for me, ideally, I mean, I, th- I'm, I as, as I know Ramsey and Shaka haven't done too bad, but I would rather have. Uh, potentially, Shaka and Jack Wilshere in that position, um, especially if Jack does stay fit and he does does break into the Premiership.
4: So we're playing at have ten. Then
2: potentially Ramsey.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I like, I quite like that actually. Yeah, what about you, Mark? What would you do? Oh, Mark's on mute, or Sam, or Michael. Anyone not on mute? <laughs> um,
4: I'd probably start uh, Ramsey at ten, um, assuming Özil's start not- Next season, next season we don't have any of these players. I start Ramsey at 10 uh, with Jack and uh, Xhaka. Or if yeah. we can get an an out-and-out holding midfielder in the, in the Gilberto Silva or a, or a, or a, or, a, or, the, or the, the prophetic legendary midfield destroyer. <laughs> if you can get someone like that, then uh, yeah. probably them. But um, it'd be Ramsey, Xhaka and Wilshere for me.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see Coquelin and Wilshere in Europa. They'll kill a couple of people, <laughs> I reckon. So that'll be pretty good. Um, Michael, what about you? What about you? What two or three would you go in the midfield? I think
3: I'd go, I go. I, I, you know, agree with uh, Sam and Neil. I think those are the Ramsey's yeah. definitely got to be you, you know utilized further forward. I think, and uh, yeah, you just need to you need some legs um, behind him, you know, to basically like I said, see the danger and be mobile uh, and be a bit strong. So at the moment, you probably. Looking at uh, maybe El Nene, he is mobile. Sometimes he, he is a bit headless. Sometimes, but uh, but yeah, I think you you've definitely played Ramsey in, in, in the in the hole, so to
1: speak. And then yeah, those two behind him.
0: Mark, what would you go, Jack or Wilshere in the midfield, or you go something different? As yeah, it? I'm
1: with that. I'm with that, mate. Yeah, sorry, I was just kicking a dog out the door when you uh, asked me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I would. Yeah, I think I, would. I think I think Ramsey does does look much better when he's further forward. Without that sort of that responsibility in the centre there, and I, you know, I just I just have this real feeling that I think I'd love to see Wilshire fit, you know, I just really would as a, a, you know, that would be a real shining light for me in terms of the the season going forward. Because I think if you get a fit Jack Wilshire, there aren't many better, and I I do, I do think he would be. He's got the type of, of tenacity and the type of winning aggression that that you know we need. Um, so yeah, I would, I would, I'd, I'd push Ramsey further up and I'd, and I'd, yeah, drop, drop him in there with, with, with either, either or really, you know, I'd, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have Jacques, I, you know, his lack of uh, mobility worries me. Um, I'm, I'm, he hasn't been, been quite at it y- y- yet for me really. Um, and I, you know, and I thought El looks neat, and, neat and tidy, you know, when he's coming, he's, you know, he gets through some work as well. So, either or really, but I'd like Wilshere. In, in that central midfield role and I'd like and, and push up push up Ramsey because I think he he looks dangerous there he plays there for Wales and he, and he's really effective you know because he hasn't got that much responsibility in terms of you know picking the ball up deep and picking passes and you know and I think he's effective there because he, he, get, he gets around the pitch that's for sure so that would be my choice
0: yeah I'd like to see that um as soon as possible this season, I agree. Let's do predictions for Watford. We've got Watford away. Still no Premier League win away from home, I don't believe yet. I don't think, there's, I don't think we've scored away from home in the Premier League this season yet. Either, so that's a bit worrying, oh, isn't it? Um, no win, no goal, but it's all going to change <laughs> at Watford, Neil. What's your predictions, mate? 5.30 kick-off Saturday. No international football coming up this weekend, so we're all going to survive. What's your predictions?
2: Um, I think I think Watford's a good team uh, because of the manager they've got. I, I think they do. Um, they're going to be tricky, especially certainly away. So I'm not going to go for my usual four nil or six nil or whatever it is. I'll go for. I'll go with two nil. I want. I want us to keep clean sheet. Um, that
0: is very modest uh, of you, there, Neil.
2: So so, so being modest, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, go, I'm going for a two nil. And I would. Ah, oh, God, first scorer. I mean. <laughs> I'd like to say Lacazette, but I've got a
0: feeling Sanchez is going to be the first scorer. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Just that yeah, yeah, I don't Just like him, but keep scoring, mate. Cheers. Um, S- Sam, what about you? Uh, first score and prediction?
4: Uh, I think we'll just nick it um, with Lacazette to get his first away goal of the season.
0: Nice. What did you say the score was going to be? Sorry, I missed it. 2-1. 2-1. 2-0, 2-1. Michael, what about you?
3: Yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 as
0: well, and Lacazette, first goal. Nice, Lacazette, first away goal for him as well. Um, Mark, what about you?
1: I'm going to go 3-0, just to be different, um, although I do favour slightly favour 2 I'm going to go 3, and I'm going to go for Ramsey to get the first.
0: God, oh, look at that, Mark, with his own Aaron Ramsey.
1: See, and I'm going to back man. it as well. I'm actually gonna, it. Now I've said it, I'm actually going to put some money on it as well.
0: Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, I like it, I like it. I'm going 2-1, I think it's going to be a little bit closer. 2-1, I think we might even go gold down, but I think we're going to win 2-1, and I'll say first scorer, um, I'll go Lexus. I'll go Lexus as well, like Neil. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, so this one definitely recorded. We've got backups on backups. It's going to be the best recording ever. Brilliant. Um, we we'll <laughs> it shortly. Um, thanks, boys. I know it's been a while. Um, we'll come back straight after the Watford game. So look out for us like Straight after the Watford game, at purely Arsenal FP on Twitter, or at Football Purist or go to www.footballpurist.com, and you can, you can find us there. And uh, apologies for last week's recording. Um, we'll try to make sure that doesn't happen again, but we can't promise anything with technology. But Neil... Mark, Michael, Samrid, thanks mate. thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on again and doing it.
2: Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers, cheers. Guys. Home, guys. Guys. <laughs> guys. Up the Arsenal. Thank you. Up the
0: Arsenal. You're gonna win the come league. <laughs> league. Come on, you <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> come, on, come on, Cheers, <laughs> boys. Thanks, boys. Cheers, cheers guys. Enjoy your rest. Cheers, you everyone. good
2: cheers. 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 Bye. bye. Good,
0: good night. Right, good right, night, guys. Good night, guys. The sheer euphoria
2: pouring
0: out from everyone: managers, players, supporters. How about that? How about
3: that?